Welcome to Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba. The programming that you're about to see was taped earlier this year. Clearly, so much has changed since then, and unfortunately, a lot of uncertainty and fear remain. However, the issues and the topics raised in this edition of Lessons in Leadership will still matter once we get through these very challenging and difficult times. So without further ado, Lessons in Leadership. Welcome to Lessons in Leadership. I'm Steve Adubato. That is Mary Gamba. You catch us every week on AM 970 Radio in New York, every Sunday. Also on their website. And where's the other place they can find us? All over the place. So uh, you could find our podcast at Apple Podcast and Google Play. Also on our website, stand-deliver.com. Uh, NJBIA.org. ROI. As well as ROI. What about the Fios On Demand? I'm just I know. This you. is great. So if you are a Fios subscriber, like you and I both are, you can actually find us on Fios On Demand as well. I would like to thank our sponsors, too, before we just keep... Oh, you better, because I'm then there's no that. cash. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have uh, New Jersey Resources, our good friends there, Prager Metis. Um, One of the our, great accounting firms. Yep, absolutely. Our friends over at Investors Bank. So we've got a, a ton of great sponsors making this show possible. And by the way, investors got Bob's interest right away. Uh, let's introduce Bob Feinberg, who is the founder and chair, chairman of the board at uh, Montclair Film, a great organization we'll be talking about, and also vice president, general counsel and secretary, WNET, New York Public Media, and there would not be a public television operation in New Jersey, otherwise known as NJTV, if it were not for Bob and Neil Shapiro and a group of people who made that happen in July of 2011. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be here, Steve. Do you separate your view of leadership when you created, with a group of terrific folks, Montclair Film, versus any other kind of leadership in the corporate world, which you know very well? Is there a difference between leadership and creating, building, developing, and promoting Montclair Film versus any other kind of leadership? I think there, there's definitely a different kind of leadership when you're starting something from the ground up, something that wasn't there before. By the way, I didn't give you a chance to describe what Montclair Film is. So Montclair Film is a, uh, a year-round nonprofit based in Montclair, New Jersey, that produces an annual film festival in May of every year that's sort of our keystone event, but is really a year-round film education um, uh, and, and entertainment uh, nonprofit headquartered in the Investors uh, Bank, <laughs> uh, a film and media center. Thank you, Kevin. Gift of the bank. Thank you, Kevin Cummings. Kevin, Kevin Cummings. Um, that has grown. Uh, we started it about, almost 10 years ago. We're going to celebrate our 10th anniversary a year, next year, uh, the year after It's going to be a big deal. That'll be a big deal. Um, but, it, you know, it was something that, we, you know, we started really f from scratch. And I think that's a little different than... You know, leading, for example, the, the the legal function at WNET, an organization that's been around for 60 years, and I'm, I sort of, um, you know, I'm I'm maintaining the legacy, hopefully improving on it. You had an idea. What's the connection between how you had to quote sell the idea, get others on board, and leadership? Well, there, there's there's a I think a certain energy that's required. Um, just just a, a consistency uh, and a stick-to-itiveness and a, to an extent a certain degree of a, a pain in the uh, pain in the neck I don't know what what platforms are going to be on, pain in the butt and you're just you're just sort of on it uh, constantly in, in a way that um, uh, that you know old-fashioned expression you're like the first person in in the morning and the last person to leave at the end of the night and for the Montclair 
originally the Montclair Film Festival, now Montclair Film, I was that person at the beginning. You're right. You it's, did a it, lot of stuff. Well, I did a lot of stuff. None, none of it, none of it alone. But there was a while when, you know, not not exclusively, but most days I woke up in the morning thinking about Montclair Film and went to bed at night thinking about it and uh, continued just to sort of sort of press uh, press people. And and you deserve more credit than you're giving yourself because you were a, a founding director of Montclair Film and Proud a tremendous help. And and as much as I thank Kevin Cummings and Investors Bank for their tremendous support, you're the person who introduced me to Kevin Cummings. And it was Kevin Cummings who said, I want to know more about them because I'm excited about what they're doing. If Kevin Cummings didn't buy into it, investors, there's nothing I could have said that would have made a difference. But what I'm curious about is in almost the 10 years since you founded this organization, and by the way, I let folks know some of the other important board members well, a number, I mean, a number of very important board members. So Evie Colbert is the president of the board, uh, and Evie has has been uh, a, really a, a tremendous board member. I mean, m many people know her as as Stephen Colbert's wife, and that's certainly true. But she's she terrific is, leader. In she her is own terrific right. leader in her own right. That is true. She is she is a, a diligent worker who's tremendous. Uh, uh, tremendous supporter, people who've been with us from the very beginning, uh, uh, people like Rose Calley, yes. uh, who's been so instrumental in the growth of, of Montclair State University, um, uh, you know, people um, largely from the Montclair area, um, but a tremendous, um, a tremendous, tremendous supporters really from every, every walk of but life. But what I'm curious about is almost 10 years in, how much has your leadership style as the founder and chair of Montclair Film changed because when I was at, and Mary and I were just talking about this, we're taping at the end of 2019, even though this will be heard and seen after that, literally just last Saturday as we're doing this program, there was an extraordinary event at New Jersey, NJ Pack at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in which once again, Stephen Colbert was doing this compelling, entertaining, funny, enlightening interview with Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yes. That being said, to what degree do you now step back and let others lead? Well, be clear about that event. I mean, I, I had something to do with it, but I was certainly not leading that event. I mean, we've got a tremendous staff now, about 10 people full-time year-round. They're really making these events happen. Um, and my role is very different now. My How leadership so? is very different. Well, first of all, I, I, I just can't, I can't be the guy who's like pushing everybody First of all, they don't need it. Second of all, they wouldn't put up with me anymore. I mean, it's it's, it's just enough of that. Um, but they, in all seriousness, they they don't need it. I I, I there are things that I can do um, to help uh, because of uh, a network I've developed over the years. Because relationships. of relationships, uh, I, I'm lucky enough to have in in place friendships. Um, occasionally, I have a good idea, uh, but the execution, uh, like that evening, Stephen. Uh, Colbert, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, close to 3,000 people at NJ Pack, uh, John Schreiber's uh, beautiful venue. Schreiber's the best. NJ uh, Pack is awesome. But you know, it's it's a that is a tremendous effort, and it I thought was not only entertaining and enlightening, but it was to me it was flawlessly executed. Raised a few bucks. It raised a few bucks, which is very important for a nonprofit like ours. Yeah, to say the a, least. So it. Um, Great, great event, but but really the, the, the team is, is making it happen. You're listening and watching Bob Feinberg, founder and chair, chairman of the board of Montclair Film and also vice president, general counsel and secretary WNET 
New York Public Media. Mary, jump in. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm just sitting here in awe just because hearing the discussion of how you just had this idea, see that you planted it, and then seeing and hearing and watching how it's evolved. How do you find that you get people to buy into your vision and people to follow? And I, I never like to use the word follow. I don't know. Um, it sounds like you're in. a follower, but join in. Thank they buy you. In. Thank you very much. So how do you get people to join in and believe in that vision? W- one answer, which is which sort of obvious is that success breeds success. (laughs) And um, um, my mother-in-law says that a lot and she's, and she's right. I mean, we've developed tremendous momentum um, thanks to uh, the people who have gotten involved, uh, the things that we've been able to do um, really from day one. And, And there are lots of different ways to measure success for a nonprofit. You can measure success you know whether you're whether you're uh, operating at a surplus or not, and we've you know knock on wood operated at a at a surplus, small surplus, but a surplus every year. We started in 2009, really when the economy was reeling. Wow, I forgot. Uh, I just it just hit me when. Yeah, uh, right. You know, so we we formed the organization uh, it, right at the beginning of 2010 and started uh, started building a board and started raising money and really the, the the it was the economic downturn that that spurred on the creation of the organization because we saw um, so many of the arts uh, and education nonprofits in Montclair and the greater uh, northern New Jersey area either scaling back right. or disappearing entirely so we thought you know we should step in we should we should do something, and that's that was one of the ways um, that the organization was born. Um, and we've been we've been we've worked really hard, and we've had some great contributors, and we've been really lucky. And as a result, um, there's been great momentum, and there there are tons of ideas. People come to us with ideas um, really every every day. Somebody's got some new suggestion. Um, some of them are great. Some of them are achievable. Some of them aren't. But it's it's that kind of collaboration uh, that helps. But it really a lot of it just comes out of uh, a great momentum that that we've built up and we've been able to maintain. Bob, we've we've talked a lot on lessons in leadership about how people in very high pressured situations, leadership situations, have to try to uh, manage their professional life and their personal life. Now, your son James happens to be happens to be with you today. Um, I'm curious about this. Family is very important. You and I have had these conversations off air, if you will. And how the heck do you manage, I'm not going to say lead, manage the or the balancing? There's a great book we talk about a lot called Off Balance, which says work-life balance doesn't exist. It's just, <laughs> it's just trying to figure out how the heck to keep it all together. How do you do that and how important is, is your wife Maggie and all that? Well, listen, your family is the most important thing, right? And... Um one of the one of the great things for me about uh, the film festival is that it's it's really been something that uh, my family's been able to be involved in with you me. integrate it yeah you yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um, there was a time early on when I would when my kids were little this goes back you know 10 12 years ago where I I would sort of joke around and say like what I really want to do is start a hardware store I mean, that would <laughs> that would really be funny to start a hardware store a little neighborhood hardware store you could go in you know I like to put, I like to put things on the shelf neatly and I like that kind of stuff and then it was well we're going to are we going to start a hardware store we're going to start a film festival and I, you know I remember you know some of these creating my son James who's now a senior in college created the first website 
because what do I know about creating websites? Right. Right? You need a teenager to, to create a website, um, or you did then. So um, yeah, you really you really do integrate it. And um, these days, I think Maggie sometimes she goes to these Your events. Wife. My wife goes uh, goes to the these events somewhat grudgingly, but but she uh, but she still goes. And uh, uh, James James came home from school for the Colbert event the other night. So it's still a fun a fun a rallying point for the for the family but you work to keep it again the word the word balance is such an odd expression we we're talking to ira robbins the the ceo of valley mm -hmm. he's like there's no balance there's no balance and even integration doesn't feel right we're always trying to struggle that'll be your next book is really how do you find i, I guess it is integration it's really challenging to do that well, yeah. you know you guys know and you're both this type you know the expression right you want you need to get something done. Ask a busy person to get it done for you. And That's I'm true. always I'm always amazed at that. I mean, we're Maggie and I are now involved in helping launch a a, a theater nonprofit in Montclair. Called what the, in your spare time? Called, called the Montclair Theater Project. The Montclair Theater Project. Go ahead. And we're gonna we're gonna we're producing um, uh, original uh, and classic works of theater. The first one uh, is going to be something called the Oldenburg Suite. That's a sung through musical. Uh, it's I, I don't know when this will when this will air, but it's a musical that's going to run for two nights at, at the Cali School of Music. This is going to air uh, in January, so go in, ahead. In, this will be January third and fourth. Uh, it's a musical with a book and lyrics by James Feinberg, my son. Um, the musical was performed. Excuse me, James. Do you think you're going to get these plugs? <laughs> this is awesome. So James did the. James wrote, wrote James wrote the book and lyrics. It's about wow. Uh, it's an amazing fact-based uh, musical about the um, the pop artist Klaus Oldenburg uh, from the 70s and 80s, uh, and his brother Richard, who at the time was the uh, artistic director of the Museum of Modern Art of MoMA mm. uh, in New York City, and they were hanging around with people like Andy Warhol, uh, going to parties, launching launching careers, and it's about sort of their lives. So when we started, when this group of people in Montclair started thinking about um, launching uh, a nonprofit to help promote theater, we thought, what a great, uh, what a great way to start because we really want to promote actors, musicians, writers, composers from hmm. Montclair and around Montclair. And we have a cast of uh, ten people. Uh, almost half of them are graduates of Montclair High School, the School of Visual Performing Arts, or the the, uh, the theater program at Montclair State University, um, so um, another great endeavor. But you know, so busy people. That's right. I've got to ask things. though, where where did this interest in art come from? Because now you're talking about the Montclair film, now the Montclair Remember, theater. Remember, Bob went to law school. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm not, like, there's not many not lawyers that I know. So, does your legal ask your it's, question? Because then I'm curious. That's my question. About, where, you know, there's not many lawyers that I know that are that into the arts that would go in addition to your busy, you know, nine to five day job that you're doing all this. Trust other me, stuff. we do a lot of training in the in the legal field, leadership development. <laughs> yeah. I don't think many are that into the arts. Where's well, the interest to the arts? come from at so, least they're not creating organizations i'm going to say that i think listen I, i'll put in a very quick ra uh, a, a quick recommendation uh what have you for for lawyer a lot of lawyers are very creative people a lot of them aren't but a lot of lawyers are very creative people and i've been very lucky uh to be able to sort of ply my trade as a lawyer uh at a place like channel 13 like yeah, yeah talk about that so so that's like the, you know all of my clients uh, at WNET are creative people. They're creating uh, 
they're creating television programs, podcasts. To disclose, uh, we're one of them. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, and that I find really rewarding, frankly. That's that it just it it fits with whatever side of the brain works for me um, to be able to be the lawyer for creative people and to be around creative people and to help them sort of think through the issues that you have to you have to address when you're creating content in in 2019 to what degree bob do you feel that your legal background your 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 training not only in law school but being a lawyer has helped you be the best leader you can be one of the things that always appealed to me about being a lawyer and and earlier in my career i, I was i was a litigator i've always thought that being a litigator um, is a is a great opportunity to get dropped into lots of very different situations different businesses different uh, different interactions among between people, and it requires you to sort of learn a new field uh, every time you have a new client, mm. um, and that's exciting because you're not doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, and it helps you, or it gives you the opportunity to help people who might not, you know, as they say, think like a lawyer. But I really do like like plying that trade in a creative environment. Last question for Bob Feinberg, the uh, founder and chairman of the board, Montclair Film, and also vice president, general counsel and secretary, WNET, uh, New York Public Media. And to disclose again, we have been, we've collaborated with and been there, I don't know whether the term is clients or whatever, we wouldn't be able to do what we do on public broadcasting with our program if it were not for WNET and NJTV and Bob and his team and, and, and the CEO there, Neil Shapiro. But that being said, last question. We're big fans of uh, being self-aware and knowing what your strengths are as a leader and also your opportunities to be better. One area you need to get better as a leader is, as we wrap up? One area I need to get better? Yes, I know. What, don't tell me what mine are. I already know. <laughs> Mary tells me every day, so go ahead. Uh, I need to develop a better uh, store of patience because I get impatient with people. I get impatient with with processes I get Stop me stink eye over there Mary Gamble go ahead <laughs> I think I I had my, I've had people say to me look you're you know you need to um, uh, you need you need to not let people know when you think they're not doing what they should be doing you need to find better ways to do that and that, that I consider I, this a great leadership attribute <laughs> <laughs> This has been Bob Feinberg, the uh, founder and chairman of the board of a terrific organization. By the way, they tell everyone the website so they can go, not just find out what's going on, but also contribute because everybody needs money. Montclairfilm.org. Okay, and there's film festivals coming up when? May 1st through 10th of 2020. You want to talk about growth? First year, Montclair Film Festival had how many films? It was about 45 films over five days, and in, in May of 2020, it'll be about 180 films over 10 days. Awesome. And also, Bob is, as I said, the Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary WNET over in New York. Bob, thank you for joining us on Lessons thank in Leadership. Thank you, guys. This was great. Thank you. See, Mary, you always think you know what's going to happen, and we don't. That's why we have good guests. I'm Steve Adubato. That's Mary Gamba. We'll be right back right after this. Lessons in Leadership. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. Lessons in Leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, is brought to you by Prager Metis, Gibbons PC, Valley Bank, New Jersey Resources, and 
the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825. Welcome back to Lessons in Leadership. I'm Steve Adubato with Mary Gamba, and I want to thank our good friend Bob Feinberg from Montclair Film, uh, and also from over at WNET NJTV. You're, again, I, same question I always ask you, but after we have someone come in who's such a strong leader, takeaways. The having the ability, and, and I know we always say this, and having that ability to be a leader, to have a vision, and to get people to follow you is just one of the greatest assets of a leader. And it's funny because when we started the project doing lessons in leadership, I really didn't know how many different perspectives we would hear on leadership. Do you think leadership. we run out of stuff in, after a couple of shows? I did. I, I really did. did. And I, I think did. we're on like episode 85 now. I don't know, right. JP, Brian, it's around there. Mm -hmm. And every time there's a new lesson, a new takeaway. So I almost feel like um, we should pay our guests to be here rather than us getting paid to don't be get here. Every, don't, that's, a, that's an absurd idea. <laughs> and uh, just listening to Bob really... You know, we can't afford that. We can't afford that, no. Uh, listening to Bob talk about how, as you had said, one day you were just sitting there, you had this idea. No, no, he, he, he I'm had telling you. He yeah. had, how many people have an idea like that but and he it had never a goes conversations anywhere? conversations like that. I was just one person. Right. He had to go sell that. It was at night, 8 o'clock at night, after he did his work over in New York in public broadcasting. Do you realize how many dinners he had, how many breakfasts he had, how many lunches, how many late-night conversations? Yeah. Here's the one I'm trying to get at, and I watched my dad in 1970 create a not-for-profit organization. I remember being a little kid, and my dad was just building this thing. Yeah. And I was like, what is he doing? Why is he never He's around? building relationships. That's what he's doing. And leadership all comes down to building relationships with others. And it could be something as big as Montclair Film. It could be something a lot smaller. It could be a fundraiser. It could be anything. And the ability to build relationships, you never know when you're going to need someone, something to just really help you to put something together like that. And there's another part to that. Mary and I are students of relationship building which is why we thank our sponsors, such Absolutely. as? Absolutely, definitely. Uh, Prager Metis, New Jersey Resources, Investors Bank, uh, Gibbons, uh, we talked about them before. Uh, who else am I missing? MD Advantage, RWJ Barnabas Health. So we just have a lot of great people that make this possible. And also the folks at Hackensack Meridian Health and St. Joseph's Health. Okay, why do we say all this? Because, and I said I'd come back to this later. Mm -hmm. So with, with, with Bob Feinberg, I know when he was starting to raise money for Montclair Film or Montclair Film Festival, how hard that was. Going into their 10th year, it's no less challenging in an environment where everyone's looking to uh, secure resources. And I remember he convinced the folks at Investors, right, to come on board, and Kevin Cummings, the CEO, and which is one of their major sponsors, but also they've got the building where they have Montclair Film, it's the Investors building with them. Why am I saying all this? Because sometimes people become very transactional meaning they think leadership is about making deals. Okay, yeah, it is. But do you ever see people who make a deal, they celebrate, they check off the box as if they're done? That relationship, just like, I don't want to be corny here, but like a, a plant or whatever, I, I don't know how to garden anything, but you have to keep nurturing that thing because if you go back at the last minute and you go, hey, yeah, we need your money again. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, we need something from you again. I'd like to have a transaction with you again. Right. It's the it, reaction of most people. Most people are going to be turned off, as they should be. If they were good enough to be brought to the table in the beginning because you thought you saw something in them and they'd want a partner, they should definitely be uh, with it side by side for the rest of the relationship. What does this have to do with leadership? Because most people are moving forward a million miles an hour 
and and we talked about the hub and spokes. You're the hub, and all these spokes are your key relationships. And yep. st stakeholders a weird term. It's like who it matters is. in your world. Oh, and I have I have a prop. I had a, prop? a handwritten note, and we were talking about this earlier. Is so it from? It is from uh, uh, our friend. Yep, from Bernie. And so we had a, a call. And oh, this is this was the major union leader that we yes, right. Yes, and, and it could be from anyone. But I received a handwritten note. You did as well. Same guy. Simply thanking us for taking the time for. A call. <laughs> and, and I was shocked. I will remember that. I mean, we get handwritten notes. It's like a thank you for maybe having somebody as a guest on the show or yes. if you send them a holiday basket. But just literally a thank you, a handwritten note, that is the core of relationship building. That's what we're talking about because I will remember that. I will remember. And a lot of times people say you're not going to remember what somebody said, but you're going to remember how they made you feel. I will always remember that Bernie made me feel like I was important enough for him to take the time out of whatever else he was doing to write a handwritten note. It's simple, so basic, but so powerful. You know, to Mary's point, uh, we're in the business, and Bob Feinberg is, is the leader of an off-for-profit at Montclair Film and also chief counsel over in New York at WNET. So both are not, it's a nonprofit as well, and was a key person with Neil Shapiro, who was the leader behind the movement to create NJTV, which is uh, owned by WNET. Why do I say all this? Because we're all in the business of raising money, right? We're all in the business of bringing in sponsors slash underwriters. Why is this relevant? The other day, we got a major renewal of a sponsorship. And I remember, because you work so hard at, and you're gonna say, why are we doing so much about fundraising? Here's a connection to leadership that I see. Um, so we were working really hard and we got an email the other day that one of those major sponsors came back and it was a big amount of money and you and I both know how much that pays for things, right? And I thought, wow, that's great. And I literally went to this little, you know, my whiteboard that I have mm -hmm. with the names of all the yeah, folks. Yeah, dry erase board. Yeah, mm -hmm. and our daughter Olivia helps me circle them and she thinks it's our money. I tried to explain we're a nonprofit, it's not mm -hmm. our money. And the day was going on, there's a point to this, and I hadn't thanked the chief executive officer of that organization who was key in helping in making the decision to renew their sponsorship. And I was about to check it off and say, oh, well, listen, she knows how much we appreciate it. And I'm not saying, I'm not patting myself on the back, but at the last minute, I just wrote a little email and I said, listen, I want you to know how much we appreciate you having confidence in us. We couldn't do what we do without you. Every word I said I meant, not a handwritten note, but an email. I think it mattered to her. And it also matters going in the opposite way. It works with your team. So say, for example, if you have a larger team or even a smaller team, you need to make sure that you're also connecting and building those relationships with the people on your team. Or if not, those could just as quickly wilt to use the garden analogy. I, I don't garden either. Well, they already know what devil's advocate. Right. She knows she did a good job. He knows he did a good job. Why am I telling them? People and need to hear it. People need to have those touch points and they need to, and it doesn't always have to be thank you or attaboy or just, hey, I realize that you went out of your way to do X, Y, Z and I really appreciate it. Or by you, and you do this with me often, you'll be like, I just want to let you know that when you leave a seminar late at night, I want to let you know that what you did to prepare to prepare me for Which, the by seminar. The way, I don't really know what you did. Right, to exactly. I just exactly. know it looks like a lot. But that's good because that helps me know that I'm doing something right because you shouldn't know all that goes into making the sausage as we talk about. You don't want to know what goes into making the sausage, but if you make it right, it's sure going to taste good at the end of the day. Okay, and that's again, what it boils but real quick, we have about a minute or so left. What about all those leaders listening or those in leadership positions who say, stop, people aren't that needy? They don't oh, everybody. Really need it. Uh, 
that, I mean, leadership is all, I mean, you need to accept that people are needy. People want people, it's human nature. People want to, whether it's a, a handshake, a pat on the back, words, people need to have Same that. Same thing with our kids. Yeah. We're yeah. proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. We know you did your best. And that's all you need to say. Those words, I'm proud of you. I love you. If there's nothing else that you say to your kids and at work saying, thank you. That's it. It's not complicated. In that spirit, let's uh, thank the folks who carry yeah. the uh, Lessons in Leadership program. That starts with our great friends, AM970, uh, Jerry, Jerry mm -hmm. Crowley, and Laura. And Laura. Laura Schaefer, Schaefer, right? They're terrific at AM970. You can listen to us every weekend over there, also on their website as well at AM970. The folks over at Fios On Demand at uh, ROI. And Jay at the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, also at Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And we also have to make sure we thank the folks at East Main Media Studio. We would not, no way we could do this without them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marianne, thank you for helping to make this possible. And also one more quick time to our sponsors yeah, over at Prager Medicine. Great great accounting firm over at uh, Larry Downs, the, the previous CEO, the, the CEO, the past CEO over at New Jersey Resources, also at Valley, at Gibbons, at Hackensack Meridian Health, uh, New Jersey Resources, as I said, uh, local 825 operating engineers, MD Advantage, St. Joseph's, RWJ Barnabas Health. Thank you. Mary, you want to say anything else? No, thank you. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you. That was, I was just kind of looking for that. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for <laughs> Lessons in leadership, but you know that because it's behind me. Thanks. Stay tuned for Think Tank with Steve Adubato, the podcast, where Steve talks with high-profile thought leaders about the critical issues, trends, and challenges facing New Jersey, the region, and our nation today. Lessons in leadership with me, Steve Adubato, and my colleague, Mary Gamba, is brought to you by Prager Metis, Gibbons PC, Valley Bank, New Jersey Resources, and the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825.